Every day, a small group of people are making quantum leaps forward, building wealth faster than most dream possible, almost like they have the Midas touch. On Breakaway Wealth, we'll unlock the secrets to breaking out of the herd, thinking big and building wealth on our own terms. And now let's join our host, the creator of Create Tailwind, and your abundance advocate, Jim Oliver. Welcome back. This is Jim Oliver, your host at Breakaway Wealth Podcast. And today we're going to talk about something that's a little bit different and off the subject. And is we're going to talk about writing a book. And my guest today is Nick Rathel. Nick, did I say your name correctly? You sure did, Jim. And thank you for that. Yeah, so welcome, Nick. I am uh, looking forward to our time together and learning about what you do and your unique ability. Um, so thank you again for, for spending some time. And Nick, give me just a little overview about you, what you do, and what your specialty is. Sure. So my background is as an entrepreneur who helps people who are looking to build wealth to stand out from others in their space and to make it easier then for them to pursue wealth building strategies. And we do that specifically through helping them to create their own book so as to build their authority, so as to, in some cases, create a passive income product, but to create a book as their platform to get out there. And we're doing that through a process called the seven-hour book, where we cut the entire process of creating their book down to just seven hours of their time. That's amazing. Because that, a lot of people, I, I talk to a lot of people, I know you talk to a lot of people that are looking to build wealth and are maybe they're wealth coaches or they're maybe the real estate investors or whatever they are. And a lot of people talk about writing a book, but not very many people actually write books, right? Yeah, and it's unfortunate because a book really can be a way to break away uh, in your pursuit of wealth or in your pursuit of some kind of a business objective. So let's start right there. I mean, why would one of our listeners want to write a book? Because they'd like, in some cases, to break away from everyone else who's pursuing a similar strategy. And I'll give you an example. Right now in real estate, there are a ton of people out there looking at and pursuing multifamily, which is, means apartment building, real estate investing. In order to do a deal in multifamily investing, usually you'll need to raise money from other people. Now, with everyone out there trying to do these deals to create the passive income from it and to free themselves financially, there's going to be a lot of competition to get in front of investors and to prove to them that you are the right person to give their money to, or that you even know what you're doing in the first place. So a book would then come into that showing that you do know what you're doing, you do have experience in this, or you have credibility on some other front that allows these investors then to feel confident giving you their money to do the deal or the deals, uh, plural, that's going to help you build that breakaway wealth. That would be an example. Yeah, you know, I like that. And it's funny you say that because the first thing that I thought about is how does a syndicator separate themselves or quite honestly, somebody who is showing people how to do infinite banking or something that we do here at Create Tailwind, 
how do you separate yourself and be the authority in a book is, is definitely a way to do that. Yeah, it gets you out of the, out of the mob in a sense of everyone else who is in a particular niche or the, the line of people in a sense in the Google search or taking it even further back to the yellow pages, everyone there in that line of names, you need a way to stand out. So a book would be one way of doing it. You know, one of the things that I think about when you, when you're writing a book, we normally, most people have some kind of a unique ability or unique process or unique idea that they really want to communicate. So when you think of books like the miracle morning or the five second rule, um, you know, they're, they're, they're one concept, but it's a big concept. And then it's a lot of examples about how you use that concept and people either relate to it or they don't relate to it and they take it to the next step, whether it's the 12 week year, you know, there are all these different concepts and then how do I implement that in my life? So what are some of the benefits that when you have your own book that you could expect to, to see other than what obviously is breaking away and separating yourself? Well, let's be clear in this discussion, as people are thinking about books, you don't need to have the next idea for the next miracle morning right? or the next five second rule or the next one thing, anything like that. And yeah. I th- think that that oftentimes trips people up as they're thinking about books because they think that it has to be this wholly original or depending on how you look at some of those books, a built upon idea that's been built on other ideas, but repackaged in a very new way. So you don't need that to get started in this. What you need instead is something that comes first off from your own background. So you can speak authoritatively on it. And so it is something you know, and then getting into it a little bit deeper we found that what tends to work well is going into a little bit what you were saying, Jim, with simplicity. Uh, We're very big fans of structuring a book around, say, the five pillars or the five to seven key principles within that overall idea. So an example in real estate might be if you're, let's just say you're an investor, it would be one of the pillars on due diligence, how you go about doing it. So the people who are reading your book understand your process and they feel confident that you do have a process of doing due diligence on a deal. Then another pillar might be the marketing of the property and potentially how the fees are. Those would be instances of it. So you take this big thing and then you would divide it among these pillars with pillars also being a good metaphor for the fact that these are supporting the overall premise in the book, which is that you're doing real estate investing. Right. And to be clear, we're in, in, in this process and what you're recommending for people that want to build wealth and to break away is that we're not trying to write Moby Dick. This is not going to be the, we're using this as a marketing tool. One thing, right? But talk, talk about some of the other benefits that we're looking for. I mean, or, or did I say that the right way, that we're not trying to make this the masterpiece of, of your life, right? Yeah, you're 100% correct on that. And that also is another thing that trips people up. They think that, as you put it, they need to write Moby Dick 
or they need to create some phenomenal work that's going to withstand the test of time? Absolutely not. Now, getting to your question about the other benefits, credibility is, of course, a huge one. Credibility providing you with the foundation for authority. Beyond that, another benefit that I think a lot of people lose sight of is that this can translate into speaking opportunities. This can translate into consulting, which in those cases further help to build your streams of income. I mean, if you're speaking, speaker fees, depending on where you are, can certainly create a solid, sustainable source of income. You could also create and use the book as a means of creating a stream of income from passive income products, courses, video series, and of course, books, which are built on top of this first one. So it would almost, in that case, be like you're laying the groundwork, getting all of your ideas out in this book, and then the book is cut up and repackaged in various forms to create these passive income products. And a good example of that, that is a little bit old, but that I think illustrates this idea, is if you look at someone like Tony Robbins. And in Tony Robbins' case, if you listen to his earliest book, one of his earliest books, Unlimited Power, he says ideas out there and principles which if you listen to his recent material, you kind of scratch your head and be like, this is sort of the same thing that he's saying 30, 40 years later. And there's no discredit to him. He's done, of course, phenomenal things as a speaker and a motivator. But he did the work once with that book and -hmm. with others around that time, and then continues to churn it and repackage it as material now, updating it as needed based on current events and technology changes. But he's already put in his sweat equity in creating this thing. You know, I love that example because I read Unlimited Power. I don't know when it came out, but I think it was the 80s. And I, or at least that's when I read it was in the 80s. And I don't think it was, I think it was pretty new. And, and I would agree with you. It's the same message. You know, who else is like that? And, and again, this is no disrespect or and I'm not diminishing their work, but is Robert Kiyosaki. Because, you know, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, he kind of lays out the, the foundation of his philosophy on building wealth. But then his latest book, which I think is, the, is fake, is his latest book. All of this stuff is kind of rehashed. And, you know, so, so you're right. It's saying the same message over and over again. But there is this original idea, this original kind of unique perspective on Tony Robbins and Robert Kiyosaki. And I think that we all kind of have a perspective that we should share that things that we've done that have worked and to share that with the audience for people that have affinity with, with our experience. And, but there's probably some people out there that shouldn't write a book, right? Absolutely. And in that case, it's not necessarily that whatever they write would be terrible or any any kind of a negative component to it. It's more like the strategies and the tactics that would help them get to their goal don't include a book. And right. so I think it's important for that to really think about what you're trying to achieve, starting with, as the cliche goes, starting with why, and yep. then determining if a book really does fit into that. 
or if you'd be better off pursuing some other strategy to achieve your specific goal. All right. So, you know, when I think about writing a book, I know guys, uh, Joe Pantozzi is one of my best friends. Is an, he's a gifted writer. I mean, he, he, when he writes things you, and just, it, it could be a text message. You just think, man, you've got a gift in writing, right? I'm not that. I think I write like I think. So sometimes, it, and I know that's not the way that you're supposed to write. So one of the things when I've thought about writing a book and when I've got down to it is I think, okay, so does that mean that I write the book, then I bring in an editor, or a ghostwriter, but you're talking about seven hours. I mean, tell, talk about that. I mean, what is the seven hour book? Sure. The seven hour book is a process where we eliminate essentially the time issue and the time, for lack of a better word, the time excuse that slows people down in creating their book. The way that works is we will take the book and the development of it and structure it out among seven one-hour sessions, whether that's over Zoom or over the phone or a little bit retro over Skype. And on each of those sessions, we'll be helping the person to develop their book and we'll be getting the book metaphorically out of their head. So we'll be guiding them through specific questions, going on specific talking points, and helping them to get that book out. So then on our side with our creative team, can put the book together and assemble the chapters, assemble the graphic design components, and produce the finished book they're looking to have. That's awesome. So, you know, when I think of infinite banking, that's one of the areas of expertise that I have. I mean, I have some expertise in business ownership, real estate development, and, and investing. But if I could talk about infinite banking for seven hours, no problem, right? And especially if we broke it up into one-hour sessions to where I could really kind of focus for one hour on it and really go hard after it. And then I, I could teach you about infinite banking in less than seven hours. So your questions and the things that you would be asking me, I think, as we got deeper into those seven hours would become more and more focused. So you're saying I could really write a book in just seven hours. Well, to be clear on that, you on your side yeah. or anyone else who you're working with would only spend seven hours of their time on it. On our side, creatively, we would be spending substantially longer than seven hours. I'm really not sure that any work of significance could be turned out in just seven hours of the actual doing and creating of it. So we're sure. on our side, we're spending way more than those seven hours. So how does this differ? I mean, it, it, the concept is really cool and I'm intrigued, absolutely intrigued on, because I'm always, because, you know, Nick, where I see books in our, in our world is serving our clients and prospects. And, and let me tell you what I mean by that is one of the things that I think this podcast does is you listen to the podcast, you're a client of mine and, and you want to refer us to somebody that you know. Well, one of the easiest ways is to share the podcast. I see the book in the same way. If we write a book that talks about what we do, it's really easy for you to 
you know, get a copy of the book and give it to a friend or a few friends that you want to expose to this, but maybe you don't want to say, hey, call uh, Jim and get a one-on-one coaching session for the next hour or something. Maybe you're not ready for that. So, you know, does that make sense? It does. And what you hit on with that is one of the big benefits too that people get from this. It provides them with a no pressure, no stress way to become referable and to get their message out without, as you were saying, having just that hard call to action of give this person a phone call or look them up. Instead, you can gradually introduce a particular person into the circles that you're running in. And to use a uh, metaphor here, helping to helping people to wade into the water gradually versus just jumping right in to learning and knowing about you. Yeah, I like that. Because, you know, again, our process is very, you know, no pressure. It's not even low pressure. It's no pressure. There's no call to action. We don't close people. People decide and tell us, hey, we want to do this or we don't want to do this. And so we need you know, I think that's one of the reasons that all of our clients refer us to people and we don't even ask for referrals, but this is a way for them to do it. And, you know, they handed out the book. So a couple other questions, Nick, is, you know, when I've seen guys write books and all of a sudden the book just is released today, but, but then it's an Amazon bestseller or it's a New York Times. I mean, what is, what is, what's the truth about that? Glad you asked that. It's, it is interesting when these books come out and suddenly are bestsellers and on all these lists. To clear the air a little bit then around that, the idea of a bestseller is often very, very subjective. Uh, first off, there's the point made by Robert Kiyosaki, who you mentioned, in Rich Dad, Poor Dad, where he's talking with that reporter, I believe, in Singapore or somewhere in Southeast Asia. And she's annoyed because in the story, she's a great writer, but he's a best-selling author. And Kiyosaki makes the point that the selling part is what, in his view, matters in that he's sold a certain amount of books to then be best-selling versus having written a great book. So that's, that's a good point for people to understand on this. Digging a little bit deeper then, with respect to, let's say, Amazon. One of the deceptive things about bestsellers there is that Amazon, being the world's biggest store, has nearly infinite numbers of categories and subcategories and categories within even those. And you can really go very long tail, as those who uh, are familiar with web jargon know, or very deep within these niches to the point where eventually, depending on how deep you go, you might be the only book in that category within a category within a category within a category, or there might only be two or three other books. And if you're in that position then, and your book has just come out, and it is sold the most within that hyper-specific niche, then congratulations, you are an Amazon bestseller. You know, Nick, I'm smiling because I love when we expose things. Like one of the things that we expose is how banks work and how banks make money. 
And bankers don't really want you to know that. And probably Amazon doesn't want you to know what you just said, right? Which is, it's the truth, but it's, it's, it's the below the surface, the unseen that people really don't want you to know. I mean, that's great. That 100% makes sense. Totally explains it. So, you know, Nick, I'm really intrigued by writing a book and the purpose of it and how we're always trying to serve, again, our prospects, our clients, their friends, their family better, and the people that are listeners on the podcast. I'm very intrigued about the book, and I'm interested in learning more. I know how to learn more, but why don't you tell the audience how to learn more about how they can contact you and learn more about your process? Sure. Happy to do that. I will say, though, before providing a link and resources, that I would encourage everyone to re-listen or just think again about whether a book really is what's going to make the biggest difference to them and their specific goals. Uh, and I say that because it is, it's very easy to get fixated on the idea of a book and not taking into consideration your own, your own goals, again, your own objectives and feeling that it really is a good fit. So I just encourage people to take a moment, think, and then if they do decide and they do feel that a book makes sense, then they could reach out. And the way to do that would be through our website at contentcore.net. And that's C-O-N-T-E-N-T-C-O-R-P-S dot N-E-T, contentcore.net. Awesome. Awesome. So Nick, you're in the book business. And one of the things I like to ask people, because obviously you're a successful guy and you've got a cool concept and a cool service and you've really created this thing that is something that obviously is process that's unique to you. What book or books have you read maybe recently or just in your lifetime? You mentioned Unlimited Power, a great book. What, what are some books that you would recommend the audience uh, consider reading today? Absolutely. Two that come to mind are actually pretty old books looking at them. But the beauty of what I found in older books, particularly in the personal development space, is that those books don't have a course attached to them or they don't have any kind of an upsell. And if you go even further back to, let's say, the 1800s even, those books that are in a personal development direction didn't even know that you could do that sort of thing, having a course, having a seminar, anything like that. So books that I would recommend that are older like that, two really great ones. The first one is called An Iron Will by Orison Sweat Martin, and that's Orison, O-R-I-S-O-N, Sweat. S-W-E-T-T, Marden, M-A-R-D-E-N. It's a fantastic book because it's really about willpower. And I think it does a fantastic job of providing historical examples, providing deep philosophical points about developing willpower. And it is also not obsessing, for better or worse, with the neuroscience behind it or with various cognitive studies that have just come out. And there's nothing wrong with studies and deep science on the topic of willpower. But I think it's also important to have books that 
just give you that boost when you need it. And this book, An Iron Will, is a perfect example of it. So that would be one of the books that I recommend. And it also, interesting side note on that book, if you read some of the points and you look at it, you can see that it helped to inspire or is in the same canon with Think and Grow Rich. There's a lot of overlap between the two. Awesome. Particularly since this guy, Orison Sweat Martin, mm-hmm. went on to found Success Magazine. Oh, wow. Cool. So that would be one. And then the other one, just wrapping it up, would be The Magic of Thinking Big by David Schwartz. Great book. It covers nearly everything in the self-development canon from goal setting to perseverance. And it's, it kind of feels like a 1950s update of Think and Grow Rich on a lot of levels. Yeah. Magic of Thinking Big, what cures fear? Action, right? So that's a good place to, to wrap it up. That's one of my favorite books, by the way, The Magic of Thinking Big. And I've, my, I made my kids read it when they were young teenagers, and they're 30 and 31 now. And I recommend that book a lot. So I smiled when you said that, Nick. And you've really given me a lot to think about. And I think you've given the audience a lot to think about. I can't thank you enough for your time and sharing your expertise. If you have something out there that you want to write a book to help your business, I'm going to definitely be contacting Nick. If you're in the audience and and it's something that that, uh, you think that might at least be worth your time to look into, I've talked to Nick a couple of times. I can tell you that he knows what he's doing. And I would uh, have 100% faith that he's going to guide you in the right direction. So, Nick, thank you for coming on. Look forward to getting to know you more in the future and finding out if maybe we should write a book. Thank you again for having me, Jim. It's been a great honor. Thank you, Nick. Take care. Have a great day. Audience, until next time, if you want to learn more about infinite banking or building wealth, go to createtailwind.com. You can schedule a free coaching session. You can watch videos, articles, everything. We're here to help you break away from the herd and break away wealth. Till next time, thank you. Want to become your own banker and build wealth on your own terms? We'd love to help. Go to createtailwind.com to learn more and schedule a complimentary consultation.